Welcome to the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast. I'm Ellis. And I'm Chris. On the podcast, we get to know our slingshot racing community on and off the track, while also talking about anything and everything else sim racing related. You can check us out at slingshotracing.org, where you can join our Discord, watch our races weekly on twitch.tv slash slingshotracingleague, and give us a follow. Podcast is brought to you by Apex Energy Drink, but we'll talk about them a little bit later. For now, let's jump into it. All right, and uh, welcome to the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast. It is episode number 20. I'm Ellis, joined by Chris tonight, and uh, it's just going to be us. No interview or anything. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, We've got our race recap from this past week in Slingshot Racing with the Cup Series and the Truck Series. Uh, We've got some iRacing development updates that we got earlier in the week. We got some news about some races being rescheduled in Slingshot, and uh, we've also got a new fantasy league that we're going to talk a little bit about. So, uh, busy night, Chris. Was it a busy weekend for you? It wasn't too busy. Uh, I've been a little bit under the weather with a little bit of a cold. Uh, Crazy Alabama weather has kind of messed with me a little bit. We had 70 degrees one day this week, and now we're down. It's going to be really, really cold tonight, so I think it's just wreaking havoc with me, so... I kind of took it easy this weekend, laid around, watched some TV, played some video games, uh, just tried to to recover and, and uh, get myself in good shape for uh, for the work week ahead. How about you? Uh, yeah, it was, it was fairly fairly busy weekend. Uh, wife and I went up to South Carolina, actually sold my 3D printer to one of, uh, one of our racers in our league, Brady powers and uh, we got to have lunch with him or i guess it was really breakfast but uh it's always nice meeting people that we race with online in real life uh and it turns out he is as nice and in person as he is on iRacing so uh shout out to brady enjoy that 3d printer and uh not much else the rest of the weekend we got back in town yesterday and watched some tv and we watched the new last of us episode and i went ahead and pulled the trigger on the harry potter game uh that just came out so we played a little bit of that tonight, and uh, that was fun. Yeah, it's kind of yep. a, a chill, a chill weekend. I didn't really spend a lot of time in iRacing. racing. Um, I think after last week, I need to sit out a little bit, and uh, I'll return to it this week. But uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I forgot to ask you uh, what uh, what house did you get sorted into in the Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy game? I am a Ravenclaw. Oh, we are too. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and it's not a surprise anytime I've ever done a Wizarding World quiz or anything, I've always been sorted to Ravenclaw, so I was happy to get that. Yeah, we weren't surprised either. So, we're you know, Ellen doesn't play a lot of video games, so we're just trying to go through the story mode and kind of enjoy it together. Um, So that's kind of a nice... It's fun. Yeah, it's pretty... It's very immersive. Pretty immersive, very big uh, open world, which for yep. me is uh, sometimes not a good thing. But you know, we'll see. I'm looking forward to looking forward to playing through. And of course, I've got it on baby mode because uh, that's usually the way I play most of my games. I'm there <laughs> for the experience. Nice. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with that. But uh, you know, I uh, speaking of baby mode, let's talk about the the past week's uh, slingshot races. 
And uh, Bristol on Tuesday night, the Cup Series headed into Bristol for, I would say, I guess their first real short track race of the season. These guys have done a real good job all season of, of putting on great, clean racing. Our fields are getting just a little bit bigger. I think we had uh, two weeks ago, we had 20 guys. I think this week we had about 18 folks. Uh, drivers on the track so uh you know uh, kind of requires a, a higher i rating uh, and a, a skill level but uh we've run i think on average right around 11 percent of each race under caution which is is really good and i think better than i would have expected just because i'm not you know we're we run in races usually with not a whole lot of cautions but 10 to 11 percent is is really good am i right about that do you agree with me yeah, absolutely. It's uh, they've done a really nice job all season of you know racing hard, but also doing everything they can to not drive over the person in front of them or around them, which is something that you want to see and that you like to see everywhere. Uh, and there, unfortunately, this week was a little bit different though. We did have some some guys driving over each other, uh, but still, I think we only ran like fifteen percent of the race under caution. Uh, I think we had uh, a couple storylines that we were watching as the race went on. First one being tires. We gave these drivers four sets of tires, which is one more than our normal set of three. And we had, I think, Aaron Smith, and I can't remember who else they tried to extend. I think they ran 150 laps on the same set of tires before they took their second set. Um, and that was something where we were thinking these because they were dropping to the back because they were so slow. Uh, you know, we we were counting folks like Aaron Smith out of the race. He was, at, I think, at one point a lap down uh, back in ninth or 10th place. And lo and behold, the cautions fall just right. We got some cautions as the race went on, and uh, they held on to those tires, and it was enough to really uh, solidify kind of the strategy call that they made early on and, and help them come up to the lead eventually. And uh, who was who's up there battling for the lead? I know it was... Aaron Chase, who else was up there? Um, I want to say that um, Andrew McGronigal wound up finishing third. Yeah, Scott um, Sobzak was up there, but he was on a slightly different t- tire strategy. I think he was. Randy, a- Randy Bechtel, and Aaron Smith were the two that were on the 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 long hundred and something lap run. That's right. Uh, and and Randy unfortunately got taken out. Uh, in a three-wide accident that uh, didn't work out too well for him. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that was, you know, it's really, really, it's really tough to sit there and try to figure out what the right move is uh, because the week before in Michigan, it didn't quite work out so well for Aaron, uh, the strategy move that he had there. And here it did, and honestly, here it didn't look like it was going to work out. Um, but, you know, that just speaks to, you know, there, there's a certain amount of, you know, you have to have things fall your way here, um, but also keeping cool under pressure and sticking, you know, sticking true to your strategy, no matter what it is, um, you know, and it worked out for him. Yeah, and I think the the other main story we were keeping an eye on and had a little bit of um, in back and forth after the race, I guess during the race and after the race between Evan Pienta and then Justin Gann, who uh, had won the race the week before uh, at Michigan. Was it Michigan? Yeah, right? Michigan? Mm-hmm. Michigan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, one way or the other, the 30 car of, of Justin Gann got into the back of, or the, the left rear quarter panel of Evan, and 
Um, you know, Evan found his way up the track into the wall. I think there's kind of a di- disagreement about uh, what exactly the intent behind that wreck was um, because they had had some contact earlier in the race. And that comes back to the idea of, of keeping your cool. Um, and we've kind of dealt with that and we've moved on. But tempers definitely were the highest we've seen so far this season in the Cup Series. Uh, but ultimately, uh, Aaron Smith held on uh, for the win. Chase Berry raced him really clean on that final lap. I feel like Chase could have put the bumper to Aaron, and he chose not to. Uh, so that was that was exactly what we expect from the Cup Series drivers. Like it's just good, clean, hard, competitive racing, and they showed us why they they are in the Cup Series. Um, on the Truck Series, on the other hand. Uh, that was a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a, a whole different story. And I don't want to dwell too long on it because I feel like I've kind of vacillated and just ruminated on it, uh, you know, that night and then probably the day after. But uh, a couple things is just, I can't, I don't know the exact caution count. I'm almost embarrassed to say it on, on the, the podcast. I think we might have, let me tell you, we at least got to 17. I know that. Um, and that is, uh, that is higher than yeah. I think we've ever it's seen pretty any absurd. of our races. It, it is. Yeah, no, you're right. It's absurd. And I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this week. Why, what happened? What was it? The track? Was it, was it the full moon? Like what was going on that was causing so much problems? Because from my perspective and I'm a, I'm a mediocre driver at best. I, I guess I just didn't feel like it was that difficult of a track to drive. Um, I feel like the cars are pretty predictable uh, once you kind of knew what you were doing. And that was not the results we saw on Wednesday night. We had so many accidents. We had guys spinning out. I think part of that was getting down into third gear, the downshift. Um, and they they just weren't prepared maybe for the, the tires the rear tires to come out from underneath them. Uh, but we also had a lot of guys dive bombing the corners down to the inside, which is just uh, probably not a great idea. I think I did it once on my own with no one in front of me and realized just how much car, the car moved up the track. Uh, if I was going to be carrying a rate of speed that was worth anything. And uh, yeah, there was just a lot of aggressive racing that I felt like was probably beyond the the scope of what a lot of us should probably be doing out there. Um, and I know you, both you and I were really frustrated. Probably that's the most frustrated I've been in one of these races, uh, besides the the Myrtle Beach race in the the Next Gen Series last season that I wasn't even in, but I had to watch from afar. So um, I know you were you were angry. I think we both. We both uh, probably were seeing red just a little bit, but what do you what do you think the reason is that we saw kind of the I don't I don't even know what to call it uh, the absurd driving the other night. I, I would say that you know a lot of times it's just really really easy to blame the track, but you know we've raced here before on this track, this track and car combination. You know, in in another league, and well, I mean, golly, we didn't have hardly any cautions. I mean, it went green most of that race. So, um, at the end of the day, um, I, I just feel like it was just severe lack of respect on the track um, for each other. When I, you know, when, when I'm out there, I do everything I can to try to not run into the guy in front of me or beside me. And regardless of if it's going to be my fault or somebody else's fault. And I just felt like on Wednesday night, there was a lot of, 
Well, I'm going to put my car here, and if he comes down across my nose and takes himself out, so be it. Um, you know, to, to heck with him, to heck with the consequences. I'm just going to keep my nose in here. Uh, and that's just a, a sorry attitude, I think. And I, I'm I'm sorry to, to say that, but, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people that... I, I, I feel like there's a lot of uncharacteristic moves out there. On, oh, I would agree. On night. Like a lot of people that normally don't do things like this were doing things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I just... I really, really hope that uh, we can move beyond that, you know, going forward. I think that we can. Um, you know, we already have a penalty system in place. You know, you you do get an EOL for, for bringing out a caution. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what else. You know, I, I even thought about keying up at one point saying, you guys do know that you get penalized for causing caution, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it was frustrating. It was it, it was definitely the most frustrated I've ever been in a race Um you know, and, and one of the one of the more difficult ones just to get through. And, you know, we, we've we've had a lot of caution so far this season. Um, golly, I've been wrecked in three out of the four races that we've had this season. Just, you know, and it's <laughs> it wears on you. And I know there's other guys, you know, that are in the truck series that ha- are in the same boat, like haven't caused a wreck. Just golly, they've been caught up in one almost every single week. So. I'm really hoping that we can sort of get through this rough patch and and find a way to, you know, have some long green flag racing. Yeah, and I think that's that is in the nature of the series itself, right? When we talk about being a a series that welcomes drivers of all different I ratings and skill levels and all that. That that is to to a degree to be expected, but it's also expected that you know, if you are a, a driver with a high I rating or a low I rating that you're showing that respect to each other on the track and i think with that i rating uh you know kind of topic that we're on i think a lot of the guys who don't have as much experience are trying to drive like they do um and they're putting themselves in situations that their <laughs> their their reaction you know kind of thought process or, or react time written you know uh i'm trying to think of the, the right way to put it reaction times just aren't where they need to be and like, that's okay. Like, we don't expect you to be perfect. We don't expect everyone to go out there and be an Aaron Smith or, like, a Justin Wilson, right? Um, like, we don't want everyone to be, be as good because then I won't be able to beat them. But, uh, like, at the end of the day, it's all about knowing your limit. And and it's not until you know your limit that you can get better. Because if you keep on wrecking out in every race, you're not going to get the experience. You're not going to get the laps. You're not going to get kind of the 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 idea of of what this whole thing is about which is building your skill and building your repertoire of you know knowing what you can do in this corner knowing what kind of speed you can carry knowing how the car is going to carry in a turn you know like this that you might see similar later on in the year somewhere else um and i i do think that like sometimes you know some of us might treat it like it's more of a game or in it. I know it's a game. It is a game, right? But for a lot of us, we pay money uh, to race in this series. We, uh, you know, practice each week. And I think that's the biggest thing that I, I talk to our drivers about during the race is like, guys, we, we put in a lot of time, uh, whether it's the time that you're putting in on the track practicing, whether it's the $25 you put in at the beginning of the season whether it's the time you're putting into, you know, hopping the discord and, and hanging out after the race or whatever, or maybe it's the time that you, you know, like you, Chris and I 
put into this series and, and league in terms of you know management and and the time that our race controllers put in there's a lot of effort put in and i feel like i didn't see a lot of that respected on um on wednesday night and i i i'm hoping it's a one-off and things happen people have bad nights i get that and uh I think for me, I'm just after the, after this discussion right now, I want to move on. We're going to head on into a completely new track than we expected to be headed to this coming week, uh, which is going to be IRP. Uh, IRP was on the schedule, but now based on kind of maybe what we saw uh, at New Hampshire, we might be better suited for a track like Indianapolis Motor Speedway that is... A, in the same city, not too far from each other, but IMS is a little bit bigger <laughs> by, what, about two miles or more? Yep. Um, and I, I'm hoping that, you know, we can kind of get a little bit more momentum going coming off of this really bad week to a week where, um, you know, there shouldn't be as many problems in IMS. I, I say that, knock on wood, I'm knocking on my desk right now, but... We felt like that was, you know, I know you talked with the, with uh, a couple of drivers and uh, we talked and we just felt like that was probably the best decision for, for our series uh, because we we don't want another ne- uh, last week just because it's not good. It's not good for, for our driver's mentality. It's not good for our mentality, but uh, part of part of Slingshot is the cohesion with drivers and the, you know, camaraderie and the this the overall positive attitudes. And we felt like <laughs> the week uh, we just had really did not help with that. Um, so I think going to IMS is a good call and I appreciate you and, uh, suggesting that and working with those, those drivers to kind of get the feedback on that kind of in the moment. Um, so I'm excited. I personally think I'll probably do better at, you know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway than I would have IRP. And I think a lot of people would probably say the same thing. So what are you, uh, what are you looking forward to about that race? Uh, well, I mean, it will be a little bit of a draft race probably for a while, um, and then I suspect that you'll probably have, you know, um, like little pods of, you know, packs, like, you know, three trucks running together, a couple trucks running together, you know, cause the, the straight, straightaways will keep, will keep people close to each other with the truck punching such a big hole in the air. So the draft will be huge and the straightaways, um, but you still have to hit your marks in the corners. There's four really, really flat corners and they are, you know, that there's certain people that know how to tackle this track and there are some people that think that they do but they're they're kind of missing the line around there uh the line is very 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 precise uh it's very very tricky to hit it 100 right every single lap and if you don't hit it right uh you, you're gonna wear your tires out quicker than the people who are hitting it right so uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a unique track with the truck in the sense that, Hey, you get that draft effect down the straightaways, which kind of keeps somebody who might be a little bit slower, close to somebody that's probably a little bit faster than them. Um, uh, but over the course of a run, if you are not hitting the line accurately, if you're not hitting the line, right, um, you're going to start to see some separation between, uh, the guys who are and the guys who aren't. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's kind of a, a mixed bag, like you mentioned. I think there's a lot of opportunity to learn a good bit of stuff while also, you know, having having the ability to kind of stay up near the front or at least feel like you're able to run with some of the guys you might not normally be able to run with. Um, 
so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we also uh, forgot to mention that we did have a new voice in the booth for the truck race on Wednesday night. We have kind of been searching for someone to help out our producer, Tony, who's been producer and, I guess, uh, play-by-play guy pretty much all season with the exception of when we had Aaron Smith in the booth for a race um, at Atlanta. But we got Ryan O'Hara, uh, who we found, uh, who who reached out to us and... I think we we're lucky to find him. Um, always a challenge when you step in there for the first week, but given kind of the blank slate that Ryan had with Slingshot, I felt like he did a really good job. And I think he's got a great knowledge of iRacing. I think he's got a great knowledge of NASCAR, and I think that's going to come in really handy. Uh, and I, I know Tony's going to be happy to have a little bit of relief so he can <laughs> worry about more of the production stuff. Um as we move forward. So, uh, that's exciting. And, and, you know, shout out to Ryan. Uh, we're glad he's here. So, uh, Bristol, uh, for the cup race, we just mentioned earlier was a, was a really good race. Great finish. Uh, but they've got an off week and they earned it after that Bristol race. So just this week, it's just the trucks racing at, uh, Indianapolis motor speedway. You can catch that race live on our Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook at eight 30 Eastern time on Wednesday night. Um, so yeah, well, iRacing put out some development updates. We missed it because we didn't do a show last weekend, but they put out something earlier this month. Uh, I think it was Steve, uh, basically kind of a long forum post with some information about things that are kind of coming down the pipeline for 2023. And the first one of note, got a couple things to mention here is rain is close. And how, (laughs) how many times have we heard this, this uh rain is coming guys um i know i guess like we're both oval guys so uh we might encounter it especially as nascar i I don't know if they're going to incorporate the new weather tire uh for nascar uh, on these short tracks into i racing maybe maybe that's part of the holdup maybe they're working on getting that part of that package that they're going to release but either way rain is probably coming out imagine by the summer this year uh what are your thoughts on that chris it it, you know it's one of those it's one of those big sort of like landmark updates that uh, that has come to iRacing since the service started. I sort of think about it in waves. You know, the very first like new tire model that they released, I remember that one. Next one was team racing. The next one after that was dirt racing. And now here we are with rain. Um, and, and this is sort of like on the same level as all of those, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. I'm really excited for the uh, for the road guys. I don't do a ton of road racing. I, I enjoy the little bit that I do. Um, so, you know, this aspect of it, having this might get me to do a little bit more of it. It also might make me not want to do it if I experience it and it doesn't go so well for me. But uh, Yeah, I was about to say, that would probably be a case for me. But, I, I mean, I'm excited for, you know, the, just the... The added, you know, realism to the service. Any any time that we can add a new feature like this, I think it's great. And um, I know there's a lot of people that are super super excited about it. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to be very interested to see, you know, how the how the racetrack updates to the rain, how the how the racetrack changes with the rain. Um, what does that you know sort of offline feel? Um, you know, what's that like, you know, because in real life, uh, when you're running on rain tires, you kind of run offline a little bit to, uh, 
uh, to get better grip and to, you know, keep the life in those rain tires a little bit more. So I'm going to be interested to see how the service, you know, is with, with those aspects with, uh, with the rain, but I'm excited about it, especially for, uh, for the, uh, for the guys who, who do that more than, uh, than I do. Yeah. Same, same case for me. Uh, I, I'm excited to see those road guys who I know have been looking forward to it for a long time. Most of them at least. Uh, gonna get what they want. I am curious to see how NASCAR factors into this because we haven't we haven't even seen in real life these NASCAR cup cars run. We've seen them run in the rain, right? But we haven't seen them run on an oval track, which we're looking at this supposed short track package that's gonna include rain tires. I think at places like Martinsville, is New Hampshire in that as well? I can't remember. I think uh, it will be. I think it will be. The, the only time that we've really gotten a good look, I think, at an oval in the rain is that roval race um like when they were up on the banking in the rain and i think that was sort of like the i think that was the catapult in nascar deciding that they wanted to try this more because i think they were surprised at how well the tires held up on the banking there at that race yeah and i don't think they're brave enough to take them to a full charlotte track right um, right as yeah. the speeds are through the, the through the entire oval without the the road course the chicane are going to be much higher uh so they're going to take them to a handful of short tracks uh, so i'm i'm curious to see if that's something we see integrated on the nascar side i can't imagine that that wouldn't be coming down the road since they're probably going to have a lot of those tools in place already which leads to this other i felt like big takeaway from steve's post was a new tire wear model that is kind of Evolving really big steps in its evolution um, that is really looking to see these tires respond more accurately to the lows, the G-forces, and things that are going on with the dynamic track and the way you're driving your car. Um, it, what the results of, of that wear is, does it result in a more unpredictable, you know, uh, tire going down or tire explosion? Uh, does it result in faster wear? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't really go into details, but I would imagine like if we're looking at the, the, the place a tire wears and what part of the tread it's wearing on, I would imagine there's going to be some opportunities for a little bit more unpredictability, at least in terms of what we're used to when it comes to tire wear. Um, so I'm interested to see that. I'm not interested to see how much worse it makes me and how many flat tires I get from it, but <laughs> Uh, I think a lot of this was in response to the dirt controversy they've had recently with uh, the dirt cars. I don't know if they fixed it. I'm not a big dirt guy, but I know that the the dirt cars, at least in one update, felt like they were not connected to the track. Is that is that the case? Do you have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I heard something about that. Um, it was I, I don't know how long ago it was, but I did hear from somebody who who does a fair bit of dirt racing who felt like the whatever update that was i honestly don't know um but they felt like it just completely destroyed the racing um so i, I think that that might have something to do with this uh, you know and, and right now you know with with oval nascar racing there is really one one way to sort of save your tires above all the rest you know th there's certain things that you can do but as far as like line goes there's one like really really big thing that you can do and it feels like to me that you know that that's something that maybe you know 
there's one way to go super, super fast, and there's one way to save your tires. And I think they just want to create options, and I'm all for that. Yeah, I would agree. So we'll be looking forward to both of those things. I think the tire model continues to be something that's evolving and then rain, I guess, by summer. But we've been saying this for, for months and months and months, it feels yeah. like. So. Um, well, I think right now would be a good time to uh, take a quick break before we talk about this NASCAR Fantasy League we've got starting up next week. We'll take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsor, Apex Energy, and we will return on the other side of that break. In 2022, we've seen an epic battle for the championship between Aaron Wilson and Justin Smith. Neither one have really been able to gain an edge on the other. And like, I know personally, I have at least one driver I find myself side by side with each week. Um, And chances are you've probably got drivers and moments where you just can't seem to find an edge. Well, Slingshot has a little secret we're going to let you in on. We found the edge. Apex Energy Drink is going to help you focus on every single detail that is important in those crucial moments of the race, whether it's the final lap at Daytona or the side-by-side battle into Eau Rouge at Le Mans. Most of uh, the energy drinks on the shelf are going to give you heart palpitations, and worst of all, they don't even tell you what ingredients they have in them. Apex Energy is formulated with your health in mind, avoiding artificial dyes and allergens, but it's still going to keep you locked in during your toughest battles on the track. Uh, They've actually got four great flavors, including Blue Raspberry, Sherry Limeade, Bomb Pop, and Citrus Blast. My favorite's the Bomb Pop. Uh, Go ahead and get yours now uh, and get 10% off by using the code SLINGSHOT10. That's SLINGSHOT10 when you check out. Promise you are not going to regret it. Okay, so we are back uh, from that break. Thank you for Apex Energy for being such a great partner. All season long, and really all three of our seasons since the beginning of Slingshot Racing. Uh, If you're going to be listening next week, we'll actually have Tommy on, who is the founder and owner of Apex Energy, and we'll get to learn a little bit about kind of the origin story of that company, how we came in contact with them, and kind of some exciting things they've got going on coming down the pipeline. But, uh, Coming down the pipeline for Slingshot Racing is a new fantasy NASCAR league. Uh, and this is something you and I have been talking about for a few weeks. It's something I've been thinking about for a while. You know, part of the goal of Slingshot Racing is to build a community that extends just, you know, outside of the iRacing track, so to speak. We, we're, you know, have a pretty good active Discord community that, that keeps in touch throughout the week. Uh, you know, whether we're talking about iRacing or racing or just life in general. Um, or showing off our rigs or whatever. Uh, so this was a natural extension, I felt like, to you know, give us a way to kind of compete against each other uh, in racing, but in kind of a, a different way. So long story short, uh, our Fantasy League is going to start with the Daytona 500 this upcoming weekend. And uh, the league has 100 slots for 100 possible drivers. So uh, if you are interested, first of all, if you're interested in this, we'll put the link and the information in the show notes description so you can click it and join. Uh, but first of all, biggest thing, $25 cash prize to the winner. 
Um, and it's absolutely free. There is no registration fee. There's no entry fee, uh, but it is a $25 cash prize to the winner at the end of the season. So that's $25 uh, pretty much free. Uh, if you play every week, you might have a chance. And that was one of the things that when I was looking at what fantasy kind of platform to use, I looked at several. And uh, Chris will tell you, my mind is pretty simple, so it can't handle a lot of specific directions and nuance and things like that. And uh, the thing I like about our platform that we're using, which is the NASCAR Fantasy Live, which we've been using that for, for years, Chris, right? That's kind of the, the original one, I think. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we've used that. We're familiar with it, but it's it's super simple. Essentially, you pick five drivers each week. And those five drivers are going to accrue points based off of their stage finishes as well as their overall race finish. And pretty much you collect points um, as the season goes for each week for each of those five drivers. And the driver then the season who has the most points walks away with $25. Um, so it's easy for beginners if you've never done NASCAR fantasy or any sort of fantasy uh, sport before. It's super simple. Uh, you can get on the website. It's easy to navigate. You can set your drivers at any point before the green flag flies and uh, pretty much forget it after that. You get on after the race and look how the driver's finished. Doesn't really take a lot of skill. Um, probably requires some luck. Probably requires you maybe know about, you know, the drivers who are having good weeks. Maybe they've been having a good chain of races. Maybe they've had, you know, strung together some top fives. Maybe you've got some dark horses, guys that you know, might not necessarily be the ones you'd expect to run fast every week. Maybe it's a track that uh, is in their wheelhouse. Maybe they had a good run last week. So, you know, if you kind of do a little bit of research, if you look around, maybe read a couple stories on NASCAR.com or, um, you know, just do your homework. Uh, you could do potentially really well, but even if you don't have time, you could still do well as well. And that's what we like about this platform. So, uh, are you are you excited? Do you know what drivers you're going to be picking first for the Daytona 500? I, I'm very excited. Uh, I've been doing uh, Fantasy NASCAR for a while now. Uh, this past uh, season, I did both Fantasy NASCAR and Formula One on DraftKings and on FanDuel, and uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, had some success on that. And uh, it's been a while since I've been on the NASCAR.com Fantasy Live, so... Uh, but, but, you know, like you said, this is the original one. This is the one that sort of introduced us and, you know, kept me going with the uh, Fantasy NASCAR and, you know, just came back to it recently. But uh, as far as who I'm picking for the Daytona 500, um, it's like a roll of the dice for that one. Um, if there's one thing that uh, this fantasy stuff has taught me for Search Plate Racing, it's, it's just a lottery. So, uh, I mean, like, there's a fair bit of luck that goes into it each week, but on a lot of the races, you can make a very educated guess based upon, you know, the trends. Hey, Toyotas are looking really good on mile and a half, you know, as they did, you know, during a certain stretch last season. So I was picking them for a lot of races, but, um, you know, at a, at a plate track like Daytona, you know, it's just so, so hard. Um, you know, if there's one driver to pick, um, you know, sort of giving everybody a little bit of a preview, I, I would definitely pick Denny Hamlin, uh, as much as that pains me to say that, um, because he's just, he normally finds his way up at the front at the end of these things, and especially at the Daytona 500. Is there a dark horse that 
maybe not might not, i know what everyone has a chance to win at daytona it feels like but is there a dark horse that you feel like would be a good solid bet for someone who's looking to use one of maybe their lower tier drivers uh to save some room for the higher tier drivers later on in the season i mean you know we've seen michael mcdowell uh he's won you know daytona 500 a couple years ago mm-hmm. um and, and front row generally does pretty well on the restricted play track, so I think that he would definitely be a good good dark horse pick, and uh, you know Ricky Stenhouse Jr. as well kind of stands out to me too. He'll probably be one that you know a lower money pick that uh, I, I think is probably really really good to go with because you know Ricky's only wins have been on plate tracks, and while he is super aggressive on those, uh, and usually you know winds up taking himself or others out. Um, if he doesn't do that, he's normally up near the front. So, um, you know, those two really stand out to me. Yeah, I think I've got two drivers that come to mind. Uh, first is Corey LaJoy. I think he's going to be hungry this season. We've seen, uh, you know, that team um, with um, Spire Motorsports basically turn Corey LaJoy loose in these restrictor plate tracks, uh, giving him the equipment he needs to get to the front. And stay up there. He's been close. Uh, he's run up front a lot of these races recently. So yeah, he almost won Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another restrictor plate track, or yeah. what it feels like. And you know, none of these tracks use restrictor plates anymore. But right. um, but uh, the other driver I'd be looking for, who's maybe not like a dark horse, but someone that has maybe we might consider him a dark horse these days. Brad Keselowski uh, yeah. with RFK Racing. I think we saw them coming out of the gate last season at Daytona really strong. Uh, and we saw that team finish strong. They had a really tough time throughout the most of the year with, you know, with the exception of Chris Busher's win at Bristol. Um, you know, but we saw them gain some momentum. And I feel like they're probably going to be bound to carry some of that into uh, speed weeks in the Daytona 500. So, yeah, uh, you know, just a couple recommendations. But uh, if you are interested in joining that NASCAR Fantasy League, uh, it is absolutely free. And you can win $25 cash prize at the end of the season. Uh, you can find the information to join in the show notes on whatever platform you are listening to. And uh, with that, I, I think we've pretty much covered all the topics we intended to cover uh, tonight. Uh, if you're interested in watching our races, Slingshot Racing races every Tuesday and Wednesday, except this Tuesday. Uh, but we're still on for Wednesday night, Truck Series 8.30 Eastern Time on our Twitch, YouTube and Facebook pages. Chris, anything, uh, last thoughts before we, we ended tonight? Uh, no, uh, nothing really stands out. Hope our, uh, cup series drivers have a good off week this week. Enjoy Valentine's day with your loved ones. And, uh, we'll see y'all truck series drivers on Wednesday night. Absolutely. Uh, happy Valentine's day, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We just wanted to say thank you for your time and your interest in our podcast and really just overall thanks for listening. We work hard to bring these episodes to you guys each week and thanks for being a part of our Slingshot Racing community. If you want to learn more, you can find us at slingshotracing.org. From there, you can find us on social media like Instagram, Facebook. You can join our Discord from the main website. And uh, if you're listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a review. Uh, The more reviews and the better reviews we have, the more people who will have access to this podcast. Uh, So, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll hope to hear from you and see you next week. Bye for now.